0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quilterverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey, and our special guest, Henrik of Herrschaftenmüller. That's
1: great. It's actually my name is Henrik, um, and my my Instagram handle is Herrschaften Müller.
0: Is the Herrschaften is that? Is it two separate words or? No, it's
1: one word. It's um, one word. It's gentlemen. Yeah, it's gentlemen. Oh. Okay. So, or gentle people because it. Like in other countries, uh, women sometimes are not mentioned uh, specifically. So, uh, gentlemen uh, in German, the Herrschaften means kind of the family, but women are just included, which is, I don't know, it sucks. But I have an excuse. Our family um, used to be just boys. Um, we just recently have an edition of a girl. So, oh, but <laughs> yay. <laughs> uh, but before that, it was it made sense. <laughs> yeah, but more about that when you ask me about my Instagram handle.
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we'll put that on pause for a sec. Before we jump into all the Instagram and Quilty fun, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so, my name is uh, Henrik Müller, as I mentioned before. Um, I live in Berlin, Germany. Um, I'm currently on parental leave, but when I'm not, I'm a nurse working in harm reduction for drug users. Um I am a quilter, a pattern designer, a YouTuber. I'm gay. Shocking, I know. Uh, My preferred pronouns are he, she, and they, because I just really don't care as long as you call me. Uh, I feel strongly about uh, human rights issues, such as anti-racism, LGBTIQ rights, gender equality, and disabled rights, uh, not in that specific order. And also, that's not complete, so there's more. I started quilting in 2014. I actually checked today because I knew this question was coming up. It was uh, on the 21st of March 2014, <laughs> and I know that specifically because I took a picture of the layout that I um, that I was going to do. I cut out uh, a metric f-ton of um, squares with a scissors, uh, mind you, and then I laid them out in an in a in an order and uh, took a picture because I was going to pick them up later. And then I sewed that together. Um, That was my first time trying sewing at all. I never did that before. Um, Yeah.
2: Now that we know a little bit more about you, can you tell us the story behind your Instagram handle?
1: Well, I can. Um, Some of it was an accident. Um, So um, my last name wasn't always my last name. It changed uh, a few times. And it changed the last time when I got married. Um, I took my husband's name. Uh, because I wanted to get a name that is easy to spell, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I had a difficult one before, and um, and then I wanted a, um, a top level domain with that name, and that being the most common German name, um, it was a bit difficult. But I did found the HR um, Müller de, um, which is de is the German uh, ending, and um, the HR is like the Mister in Germany, and for some reason that was still. You know, there for the taking. So I took that. And that was just lying around there for me to have a nice um, uh, mail address. So I can have whatever at um, hermuller.de, which makes sense for me. And then I started uh, my quilting journey. And at some point, I needed to pick an Instagram name. And I thought, well, I might as well brand this, um, (laughs) just, you know, make it future proof. And then I thought about how I could add uh, the top level domain I already had. And of course, I couldn't just be a Herr Müller because there's plenty. Um, And, you know, in a moment of, I don't know, delusion of grandeur, uh, I thought I might do Herrschaften which is um, a bit, you know, grand, uh, like (laughs) Gentleman Miller. Um, And that was uh, free for the taking. And I didn't need to change uh, the address because the HR somewhat makes sense with Herrschaften. So that's how um, the Instagram handle came along.
0: Yeah. So it was all very pragmatic. Yes. Grandiose pragmatism.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Say it, say, it It was German.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not falling into that trap today. (laughs) Uh, So when you uh, took that first picture on March 21st of 2014, did you ever imagine that you were going to become a quilter? Like, was that, was just, this was just a one-off project? How did you end up getting from there to where you are today?
1: Well, I did not think that because I didn't know what a quilter was. Um, I had no idea they existed. but,
0: but you knew what a quilt was.
1: <laughs> no, I did not
0: <laughs>
1: you know I was when i when I first started I was making a blanket. I was ah. just making a blanket oh, I made a bed I made a bed cover. Um, mm-hmm. That in my mind was a blanket. I knew nothing of quilting. I, I, I didn't know that there was people doing this. Uh, I, I thought <laughs> I invented that. Um, you know, <laughs> somewhat. Um, I, I had no idea. So no, I did not anticipate any of this.
0: So how, how did you get from the moment of, or from making a blanket, to writing your own um, patterns? Did you like uh, learn on YouTube or how did you learn how to quilt?
1: Yeah, it was YouTube. So um, the first first one I, I made, um, I picked out the fabrics uh, from a fabric store that I just knew existed, and I picked them by color, um, and I didn't pick them by fabric type.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was it was um, baby corduroy and um i don't know what's uh, it's minky i think the the, yep. the, the really oh, wow. stretchy uh yeah Yossi. um yeah that was because that was the deepest black they had um and then there was um you know there was i think three colors in minky and the rest is baby corduroy and i um you know i butchered that thing but it, it still <laughs> it is in some shape <laughs> uh, some repairs had to be made uh, but it still works and um From there, I just, you know, I learned. I took to YouTube. I don't know if I did it in the beginning, um, but when I, whenever I needed uh, some some um, knowledge, I went to YouTube. And if there wasn't a video about it, then I know I just figured it out. I never had any training, so.
3: Did the person at the uh, store ask what were you making with the fabrics that you purchased?
1: No, no, it (laughs) it was. it was back back then. There was a time when um, in in Germany um, people started sewing clothes for the kids a lot, um, like kind of like a new mummy movement. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. and so there were all these kinds of um, fun, colorful jersey fabrics. And it was really difficult to find um, what I now know is quilting cotton. Um, so I just picked colors, and uh, I think he might he might have asked what I'm doing, and I just, might, might have said that I'm doing a blanket and. Uh, but there was no, um, are you insane? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was just, okay, fine. <laughs> Bye.
3: I'm just going to cut this up.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the money.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but at, at some point, at some, somewhere along the way, someone must have told me to use interfacing because I, I did use interfacing for the Minky. Um, not that it helped a lot, but a little.
0: <laughs> so was your second quilt more of a traditional
1: quilting cotton
0: yeah was it made out of quilting cotton or did you continue down the the path of different types of fabrics
1: um the second one I'm not sure sh- yeah, well, the, 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 the few coming afterwards were just baby quilts um, and they were made out of non stretchy fabric um, not necessarily quilting cotton some of it was I'm sure uh, but it's in Germany the the market is different Um mm-hmm. So I had some better ones available, but some of them were um, Robert Kaufman. I remember Mm -hmm. that because one of the early ones I still have in in my my son's room, and that is Robert Kaufman. I'm still trying to find that fabric because I need that. I need that back, (laughs) and I can't (laughs) cut his blanket up.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's so good.
2: (laughs) So for those first few projects, um, were you hand? sewing these together or did you use a machine in the beginning
1: oh, no a no, machine machine i okay. um, um well i hated hand sewing um and i thought everybody who did it is insane um <laughs> so <laughs> uh, well no i bought i bought an, um, a very old um, sewing machine i don't even know the brand anymore but it's, it was really old from the i would say 60s it was still it was cast iron um beige oh, wow. and it was horrible because i just i just <laughs> bought a cheap machine of ebay it was i don't know like 40 bucks or something i didn't get it to a repair shop or whatever just you know it's a machine it's gonna sell so um because i know nothing um never sewn with a machine before uh, not successfully that is um and i just you know tried to do it the, the seams were terrible but it's 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 still holding together and um yeah
0: so I feel like you had a bit of a I don't want to say a rough start but like there were a lot of like different um roadblocks that you came into whether it was funny fabrics having to use interfacing a machine that could be more desirable how did you end up turning that or going from there to doing English paper piecing by hand
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just never stopped. That's it. Well, maybe my my rough start. Um, it gets a bit funnier if I, I tell you some background, because mm-hmm. my mother, um, she was a teacher at a what was it, a convent school, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so with lots of nuns, and she she taught people to sew, and she was a sewerist. She had a, a sewing machine, and I wasn't allowed to touch it ever. So I never <laughs> learned to sew. Um, I could have started quilting when I was seven, if she only taught me. Uh, What she did is she kept me away from that machine. Um, And so I blame her uh, for the disaster that was my first quilt. Um, Luckily, she will never hear this podcast, so I can't. Yeah, I could have been a star.
3: A child prodigy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But how I got from there to paper piecing is just, you know, whenever I did a quilt and then I did um, uh, find out about quilts, then I made um, a gazillion baby quilts for everyone who everyone around me who dared to get pregnant. Um, so I made a ton and then um, I saw something new and I was like, oh, I'm going to make that. And then at some point uh, I saw the Tulas Bloomers and mm-hmm. I had to make that. i I just had to
0: and were you seeing had you joined instagram at that point or were you Um, by then i did yes
1: yeah at some at some point um i don't know what time exactly it was but at some point i I had i have a private instagram which handle i will not share um the name is hilarious (laughs) but i will not share it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I posted on there just when, whenever I sewed something. And at some point, I thought, um, "Well, I'm going to drive all my friends away, uh, mm-hmm. so I need a sewing Instagram." And so I did that for for first of all to not you know drive anyone away who wants to just you know be friends with me and not my quilting. And the other one was I wanted um, kind of like a database of what I made because when I when I when you sew, people ask you, "Oh, did you make that?" And then, "Oh, what else do you make?" And so I wanted something to just show them, well, here, here's, here's pictures. Because if I look at pictures on my phone, it's uh, lots of different pictures, and then there's one quilt. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted a database. So that's what I used uh, Instagram for. And what I encourage everyone to do is just, um, if you start an Instagram, just do it for yourself. Just make a database of things that you made. Take mm-hmm. nice pictures. Um, and, you know, if, if it goes somewhere, I'm fine. If it's just a database for yourself, then that's fine too.
0: So you mentioned that it was, was it Pink Bloomers? Yes, um,
1: yeah.
0: EPP. So did you then, how did you teach yourself to hand sew? Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I just, I just started. I just got myself some, well, usually what, I start with cheap supplies. Okay. <laughs> well, I did, not, not anymore, but I started with <laughs> cheap supplies. Just I'm just going to go for it. So I, I bought the, um, the templates mm-hmm. and I didn't buy the paper pieces because I'm cheap. Um, so I thought ah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm gonna do this without the pieces. Um, so I went on on YouTube and looked for if there's a paperless method uh, because I have to get them out in the end. And I, um, you know, I do hand sewing, but I'm lazy. I'm efficient. So um, I thought it's gonna be great. So I did. My, I started my whole method without paper and everything, and uh, and it worked fine. But later on in the process, I just I just gave in. I, I bought the paper pieces because it's it's faster.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's worth the
1: expense yes uh, life is short by the damn notion <laughs>
3: <laughs> paper piecing is a very portable project so where would you where would we normally find you if you're working on an EPP project and like are you doing psych at the same time like are you watching TV
1: oh I'm shameless I do it everywhere um, <laughs> in meetings uh, on the plane whenever I have time uh, or on the playground. You will see me on the playground, you know, kids somewhere, hopefully surviving, and I'm just, you know, sewing away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you get a lot of questions from parents when you're at the park and doing an EPP project?
1: Actually, no. Um, not, not on the, um, when I'm in the park or on the playground, nothing. Um, it happened to me once when I was uh, traveling with uh, the train, and I was just EPPing and having my headphones on and um, and then I, I think I put them off or whatever. Some There was a, a woman sitting behind me and then she turned around. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you? And then she was like, yeah, and, I, and I'm niching. And, and so we had like, I think it was like two or three sentences. And then we went our separate ways. I could put my headphones back on. So it was polite. Usually I don't like to be, you know, if I, I have my headphones on, don't talk to me.
2: That's Um, a general consensus. Yes,
1: but she interrupted me. But then she kindly went. So so we both went back to our, um, you know, isolation. But this short interaction was uh, was quite nice because she uh, recognized some of her own.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, in addition to suggesting that people just buy the paper pieces, do you have any other tips for people trying to get into English paper piecing?
1: Um, yeah, just, you know, just start, just buy uh, like a small kit. It doesn't have to be like a full size king quilt, just make a pillow or whatever and get a, get yourself some, some paper pieces or, you know, have some to print out and just, you know, do a small project. And, um, I don't know, maybe the, the hand needles must be laced with cocaine or whatever. It's so addictive. It's, uh, <laughs> once you start it, you will never stop.
0: Do you have a favorite thread to use?
1: Um... I mean, is there any other thread than Aurifil? No, no I actually I don't. It's um uh, I like the the variety of color. Um and also and I am very brand loyal for some reason. I don't know. If I if I go to a restaurant and I like it, I just I don't need any other restaurants. I just go there. And um, the first good thread that I came across was Aurafil and they have um all the colors I need, so um I just use them. And I have all the colors.
0: You do have <laughs> you have that massive box. Very jealous. When you're doing EPP, what I think I really struggled with is I don't have every single color under the sun um, for hand sewing. So do you pick a, do you find it's better to pick a, like, how do you pick the color thread that you're going to use? Um, well,
1: I have, I have, um, well, I have all the cutters, but mm-hmm. I, I never use them. It's, I, I opened <laughs> two of them. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's... I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break off the set. Um, I don't know. It's, I it's, it's weird, but you know, that's I I, pick, I picked out two that I used for my uh, current project because I didn't have the right color and I knew they are there. So when I, when I don't have them, I just pick the closest one I can find. Um, and anyone who gets close enough to see, um, just slap them in the face. Um, <laughs> no one should get this close to your quilt. <laughs> unless they're a judge and if you're not entering your quilt into a show no one will care just don't use polyester it's just apart from that you know go to town
3: <laughs> and is there a particular like thread weight that you'd recommend for EPP
1: yeah I use 50 weight I know some people use a bit <laughs> finer but I use mm-hmm. 50 because it's sturdy enough because those those seams are the only thing that's holding it together there's no pressing to the side yeah, that's right. it's just so I use 50 weight and that's it's great it's It's finer than the thread in the cotton, um, and that's enough. So, yeah.
2: Um, So, you have a really great YouTube channel. I've watched a couple of your videos. Um, What inspired you to start making videos? And do you have any tips or tricks for someone who wants to start their own channel? Yeah, first of all, thank you. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, Well, start with the tips. The first tip I would give is just start. Your, your first couple of videos are going to suck either way. Um, so don't prepare, just do a video and, and then just go from there. So you might, you know, unlist the first ones after a while, but if you don't start, you never will. Start with a terrible one and you're going to get to the good ones. And why I started, um, I don't know, maybe delusions of grandeur. Um, well, there is a lack of German content um and mm-hmm. there's this um i won't name names but there is one german youtuber um whose content i hate i loathe it's just <laughs> but but she's she's huge uh, but everything is way too bright um it's like the, the, she i don't know she corrects the image so it's so bright it's blinding bright and everything is an ad it's just uh it's it's just she you know she um uses notions and I do too, and um you know some of it is an ad actually, but some of it's just like me liking the notion but with 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 them you can just tell um they're being paid to say that and there's, I, I don't i just didn't want to be there I' so like well, and um I've been brought up in a way that if you if you think you can do better just do it yourself so I thought yeah, well i'm just gonna Um, be better than them (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if I am but I'm trying Um, so that's how um, the YouTube came along
0: and do you um, when you're thinking of creating a video do you come up with a script beforehand or is it kind of you just narrating as you go Oh, what no, have never you a script.
1: I, I can't never. do scripts. I, I always go off script. Um, so, I you know, and also it takes so much time. In the beginning, I just thought I'm going to be sewing all day anyway, so I might as well just, you know, set up a camera. Um, and in the end, I just added something because um, that must be easy. It isn't. Um, <laughs> so, Anna knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's how it all started. And um, and I have ideas of, of things um, where I lay down some ideas before, um, but I just, you know, film myself, um, just, you know, imagining talking to a stranger or whatever, and then in the end I, I edit and uh, there is a video. Sometimes I just find out something uh, for myself. that's like, oh, that's clever. Uh, I need to tell everyone. And YouTube is a good way to just tell everyone.
0: How, what has surprised you the most about making videos?
1: Uh, how hard it is <laughs> that was, and how long it takes, you know, okay. for, you know, to make like a 20 minute YouTube thing, which is, you know, it's a long video, but 20 minutes on YouTube takes, I know, at least 20 hours of, um, of production. And that's, mm. that's a long time. And that's <laughs> time I'm never getting back.
0: <laughs> I guess one question I'd really like to ask is how do you deal with lighting? Do you find natural lighting works best or do you have a setup, um, to keep it more standard?
1: Um, well, I, I watched a TV show uh, some time ago, and there was a lighting guy who had a shirt that says uh, F- "natural light."
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
2: and so... I feel
1: I feel that on a deep level <laughs> because I have I have a window next to me. Because now the lighting is great because it's you know it's cloudy, but the sun is out somewhat, um, so there's uh, a soft light. But when the when when the light changes, uh, the video changes, and if you do cuts. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if you, I don't know, you do a video during the day and then you have to finish at night, um, the lighting changes. So um, I try not to trust natural light too much. I have two softboxes and I have a railing uh, mounted to the wall um, that holds uh, my studio lighting. It's just sitting there always. And so when I sew, I'm under two bright fluorescent uh, light sources (laughs) uh, and it's daylight in here.
3: Um, so, in addition to EPP, you also make and sell FPP patterns. So, for our listeners that don't know what FPP is, it's foundation paper piecing. Um, but anyway, so could you tell us more about that as that work that you do as well?
1: It yeah, was well, same story. I think um, it's I wanted <laughs> something it didn't exist, so I had to make it up. Um, and again, I thought that was going to be easy. So, um, how hard can it be to make a foundation paper piecing pattern? It's just it's just some lines. <laughs> So whatever, I just, I you know, I did the design and I did it a couple of times. And then I, I somehow managed to create some buzz uh, around the pattern and myself. So it, for a couple of weeks, it was everywhere. Um, like, Benina shared it, uh, Tula Pink shared it, and um, I had a bunch of testers and it was just everywhere. And then it went on sale and I was just overwhelmed. I, it's it seems like everybody bought it, um, and I had some pressure for the next one. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was the pattern of?
1: Uh, it was my Bernina sewing machine. It's oh, the Swiss machine block. That. Yeah, <laughs> I made that.
0: <laughs> um, I think it is time to move on to our rapid-fire quilting questions. Are you ready, Henrik?
1: Ready as ever will be.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Anna, why don't you kick us off?
2: What time of day do you quilt?
1: All day, every day.
2: Where do you sew?
1: In the room of requirements.
2: Uh, Do you wear (laughs) shoes while sewing?
1: No. Um, I wear socks or house shoes.
2: Music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while sewing?
1: Mostly silence when the kids are home, because I need to be able to hear them. Um, And if they're not, sometimes music, sometimes Netflix. Depends on the mood. If if I want to be fast, I'm going to listen to some heavy metal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's your current favorite on Netflix?
1: Um, at the moment, I'm watching The Crown, re-watching The Crown.
3: What is
2: your favorite snack while quilting?
1: I don't snack while quilting.
2: Uh, favorite traditional block? Uh,
1: the Sawtooth Star.
2: What's your favorite color? Uh,
1: Rainbow.
3: What's your favorite brand of solids?
1: Actually, it's uh, Designer Essentials from Free Spirit.
3: So what color fabric do you use the most?
1: Uh, fairy dust from Tudor Pink. Cotton, ca- cotton candy specifically
3: solids or print fabrics
1: prints
2: who is your favorite fabric designer
1: well there's one obvious choice but i have a couple of others uh, um lips Elliott is great i, I love hers mm.
3: what's the last fabric you bought
1: uh Curiouser and Curiouser, uh, from tulip pink the entire collection of course oh wow
2: <laughs> what is your favorite quilt shop
1: uh, it's Quilzsauberei.
2: And how do you organize your fabrics?
1: By collection and designer. I organize my fabrics like I organize my record collection.
3: And what do you do with your scraps?
1: Well, I sew them while I do projects, most of them. And then I organize them by size and that's just it. Uh,
0: what sewing notion couldn't you live
1: without? Um, it's a line glue pen.
2: Oh That's yeah, a good one. for EP because
1: I am glue gang. I'm trying to get this hashtag going hashtag #gluegang. So,
2: <laughs> right, everyone,
0: you all heard that glue gang. What are what are the requirements to be part of the hashtag glue gang?
1: Well, you have to glue instead of pin
0: oh, because you're
1: a time saving okay. same same person. You know, yeah, yeah <laughs>
3: that makes sense. It's it's brilliant
1: for for curves. You know have what you a, should do. I have a video about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do. You should do like an FPP pattern, and it says glue gang, and then it's like a patch, and you can put it on your jean Wendy jacket. Wendy just
0: wants Ooh, to start a quilting like motorcycle gang. Just yeah, for the jacket. <laughs> like she has pitched. I feel like so many jackets <laughs> with patches. I or actually,
1: like, I, I actually have like, a, I, I have said jacket. Um, it just yeah. doesn't say glue gang yet.
2: What's your favorite ruler size? Oh, it's uh, it's the big
1: one—the uh, six and a half by twenty-four, I think.
3: What thread brand do you use?
1: <laughs> what a blasphemous question, Awful. <laughs>
3: uh
2: What's your pressing preference?
1: Depends. Mostly to the dark side, though.
2: Pick one: HSTs, curves, or flying geese. Curves. Do you have a go-to long arm quilter?
1: I do. It's uh, Monica of uh, Frau O
2: Quilts um machine or hand bind
1: oh hand bind
2: spray pin or thread based Mm, glue gang
3: (laughs) (laughs) um do you pre-wash always sometimes never
1: well i'm passionate about this one Pre-washing is silly and no one should do it. But no, starch,
0: starch, <laughs> no. pre-washing everything. makes
1: complete no sense starch it is everything. It's like free. It. Wa- no, it's like pre-washing <laughs> without the washing part, and everything is stiff and nice to so sew. It's perfect. Nope. Starch nope. everything.
0: Ugh. Okay, we don't have time to get. <laughs> I soaked it in
1: starch completely, so it's basically washed. It's pre-shrunk.
3: Starching. Ugh. Yes, <laughs> starch. <laughs> Wait, do you also starch your uh, EPP as well?
1: Uh, sometimes, uh, when I'm, you know, when I'm quick about it, I don't because it's not necessary with EPP because you have the um, the paper that stabilizes everything. Mm-hmm. But if you start, then you have to finish, and especially in the Tudor's Bloomers, I starched the paperless method, so I had to starch the whole way through because if you mm. don't, then some of it shrinks and the other one, the other half doesn't, and that's going to be, yeah. Do you have a
0: favorite starch brand?
1: <laughs> no, I make my own starch. Oh! <laughs> oh. Um, I have a YouTube with video about that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, well, no we will, we will no add vodka. that in the show notes. <laughs> well, we'll add the recipe yeah. in the show notes. Well,
1: there's actually there's two two uh, versions. Either you can cook your own with uh, um, with rice, um, or in Germany we have uh, pre-packaged just rice starch in huge boxes of five kilos. Um, oh. Yeah, so. If you want to have a snack, you cook your own, and if you don't, just buy the box of um, uh, starch. They use that for um, for sheets in hotels and for yeah. uh, uh, um, uniforms for chefs. So, hmm. yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. What is your favorite part of the quilting process? Piecing. What is your least favorite part of the quilting process? Quilting.
3: Uh, what's one quilting bad habit you wish you could give up? None. Bold claim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You didn't see that coming, did you?
1: (laughs) No,
0: I think it's it's his lack of pre-washing. Who is your quilty BFF? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's 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 Monica of uh, Frau Quilts.
2: And who is your quilty crush?
1: I have two. Can you guess one?
3: (laughs) Tulip.
1: And can you guess the other?
3: (laughs) Lipsalien. Yes, it's Tulip and Lipsalien. What's your favorite recent make?
1: Well, that's like asking you what's your favorite child. You have so one, you but have you one. cannot tell.
0: So. <laughs> so. I have a least
1: favorite. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: a quilt, How? not child. Um, well, actually, the, usually the, la- the, the last one I finish is always the one that I gravitate towards because that's the one that I you know, had my most recent love to. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really, I don't discriminate my quilts.
0: how many quilts are in your work in progress pile right now
1: well first we need to define we need to define work in progress because for me first rule of work in project project is EPP doesn't count an EPP project is something you do on the side that's not a work in progress that's just an EPP project
3: I think that's very fair
1: Yeah, Yeah, so first that doesn't count. Then for me, since I hate quilting, I tend to not count my tops as work in progresses if they are finished. (laughs) And then there is the actual work in progress. And there, um, I have (laughs) one.
0: Did you do all those logic jumps just so you could say I have (laughs) one?
1: No, in order to appease everyone, I'm going to disclose the other numbers. I have three finished tops. Okay. Um, and I'm and I'm waiting for Monica to have her uh, long arm fixed so we can um, do those together because I want to try her long arm. And I have uh, one EPP project that is off to a long arm, a different one. So, uh, so if you count all of them, it's uh, five. But I don't. That's still
3: really good.
0: Yeah,
2: It'd be a great shady accountant.
3: <laughs> I, would. <laughs>
1: I would.
2: And where do you store? That one whip.
1: Well, the one for the one whip, it's on on my table where I sew.
3: And do you have any other interests? Uh,
1: yes, I do. Um, Lego. Ooh. I like to build Lego. It's basically quilting with plastic bricks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Uh, I collect record albums. And, any
0: particular genre?
1: Uh, well, there's a lot of rock and punk rock, um, but there's more genres. It's it's basically. It's all over the place. It's Yeah, many of it is is um, 80s, 80s okay. and 90s. Oh, fair enough. That's some, right up my
2: alley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's lots of heavy metal and hard rock and punk rock and some obscure stuff. And I don't know. Hmm. Anything but techno.
0: So we've got just a couple more questions for you today. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and
1: why? Well, Frau O'Quilz. Um, the writing is going to be in the show notes I guess um, that's Monika uh, and the other one is Eva of uh, Schnack Quilts and More she is the uh, long armer that I sent my, uh, my other one to uh, mm-hmm. just recently, she is basically a computer uh, all her long arming is perfect, I mean it, it looks like computer made, it's perfection um, and that's, that's how, how I feel, I can't accomplish that <laughs> but that's how I want my quilts to be. So, and uh, the third one is actually two. It's a tie, and one is Penny Spool quilts. Um, she does uh, FPP, and she made me do FPP. So um, <laughs> honor where honor is due. <laughs> and then there's uh, Michael Hacker illustrations. Uh, he is my favorite favorite um, illustrator. It's he does great art, uh, which is all over my living room, and it's just it's yeah it's so fun
2: cool and before we sign off do you have any fun projects on the horizon that you can share with us
1: well (laughs) there's so much going on in my head and i can't disclose any of it because it's going to give me pressure to do it soon and (sighs) the my my most fun project that i'm doing right now is we just got our second child so i'm um That's what I'm going to do all the time. And uh, hopefully um, I will find some time for other projects. I will. I will. So, but I don't know which ones.
0: You've got your hands full. Yeah. How old
2: are your kids? Um,
1: My son uh, is going to be seven in July and my daughter is eight months.
2: Okay. So she's still really little.
1: Yes.
0: So we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the Dot Weekend Quotier. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Henrik.
1: I am at Herrschaften Müller.
0: Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.